1: what's up everybody and welcome welcome to the grinders live show like i don't
2: yeah we got we got mlb dfs takes uh we got yeah. tuttle here we're gonna break down mlb dfs ownership <laughs> for this night's slate it's perfect
0: Has that has that intro been updated in like six years no, or like lot... half of those guys even with roto grinders anymore well, yeah no we do
1: <laughs> we have edited for the right guys but like i thought we were having a swole cast intro what we had like the 1 2 or the the like generic countdown so so can you get on here please get in here salta yep can we <laughs> can we get like a swolecast specific countdown um yeah i can try i'm not a graphic designer but well, it's not really a graphic design thing. It's uh, it's a it's a video editor thing. Well,
2: Dave, you know, Sosa's kind of your protege, and he's, learned, <laughs> yeah. he's learning from you that, that you don't really have to do your job. You know, yeah, that, well, that's kind of the number one thing he's learned here under your tutelage is that, you know, someone asks you to do something, and you're like, yeah, yeah, no. Like I'll get to it, maybe.
3: It would be great if you guys
2: answered me in the chat. <laughs>
0: well, be, no, that it, was it I, so, answered, so I answered would be what I,
1: the show was gonna be about. Pete is the one that waited oh, like a couple of days. You can't reach him anymore. I tried the other day. You He's tried good when
3: I DM'd him quick on Twitter. Right. Because so- Slack you have is to a go dead him. medium. Slack is to... as
0: outdated as this intro. Can we move our group chat to Discord <laughs> away from all the boomers
2: on Slack? I mean, Davis will not do
0: Discord. He yes, will he, not. Oh, trust that. me, Davis does Discord. Funny, <laughs>
2: funny. I'm I'm in Discord. I'm in Discord all day. I'm in, I'm in Discord all day. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I prefer. I prefer Slack, but but I'm in Discord all day.
1: Last year, you said that you would not do Discord. Like, flat out, you would not do Discord.
2: I don't prefer Discord, but I will do it
1: if it needs to be done. All right. Watch out for those fishing links. Welcome to the Swolecast here on Rotogrinders.com. Soccer Dad with, uh, with Davis Matic, at Davis Matic. You got, uh, you got his name. You got his handle right there, so you know <laughs> who he is. Um, and then <laughs> Pete... <laughs> Pete's uh with us uh, thank you Pete for being with us and just gracing us with your presence
0: yeah follow me on twitter at Peter that I did forget to put it in my <laughs> yeah. stream yard handle there
1: <laughs> Dave is such a brand uh such a brand <laughs> guy all right
2: um, I didn't even I don't think did I do that
1: yeah you did I did
2: that you? just must be permanently like what I'm in yeah. uh stream as which is good yeah. branding by meets like literally hey. like you should be doing
1: that what's in front of you? yeah webcam? yeah it's his Seriously. other webcam oh i thought i was in the wrong webcam no wonder i look so pale because i like i have no. a really good tan thank you thank you ff doom uh would you like to submit your resume for uh <laughs> podcast and video producer are you gonna change it or are you just gonna acknowledge no i am let me let me finish let me finish please um we did hire Rob Coakley. Rob is the star of Spike Week. And uh, he had an amazing best ball shanty. he has been cranking out content left and right. And so he was booked for this show, but we brought on a guy who works for him, I think. <laughs> uh, Eric for Eric, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. I appreciate um, being the backup, similar to what you were with the Spike Week royal rumble our backup yeah. <laughs> plan
2: uh
3: you know every three to four times a year that the swole cast happens yeah. i'm here for you to uh to to step in but uh, no, rob is great seriously rob rob yeah. is awesome um he doesn't get enough promotion so i'm actually happy that we brought him up he is the man yeah. he is absolutely the man
1: do you know one of the things that legit um he's gonna be helping us with i promise I it's uh video intros like that i was just gonna say why not have
0: rob make us
1: a video he is that is that is like step one of his uh responsibility after uh babysitting eric so uh (laughs) eric tell us tell us a little bit about spike week for those obviously uh you know you have this big platform now with this worldcast you have your chance to kind of tell everybody out there listening about spike week and the new tools that you have just give us a uh, like a 30 second elevator pitch
3: yeah, this huge platform. I really appreciate everything you've done here, Dave. But um, really,
2: sort of one so, of his other proteges.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's don't actually don't say that.
1: No, uh, I don't that. think uh, Eric. Let's Eric is on a that. different tree. Eric's
3: on his own tree. That's true. <laughs> that is that is definitely true. Um, no, Spike Week is our under the Rotor Grinders and Better Collective uh, umbrella. Our our best ball platform best is taking off uh if you're watching this you probably know because the swall cast has been transformed into a best ball show during this during this summer and uh it's our our best ball dedicated community we're building tools similar to what we have on rotor grinders with lineup hq and all that different slate iq all that stuff we're building a um best ball focused product so we have you know premium ranking strategy tools and and everything we just recently launched the tool the, the very first tool and uh you know, I'm biased, but uh, it's 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 pretty awesome. It literally knocked Soccer Dave off the off the stream because uh, because it was so important that we well, he 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 had to go run and uh, log into it. Is what I'm hoping. Actually, he hasn't even signed up. If we're being totally honest.
0: This is going to be the Ewing theory of how much better this show
2: gets when our host is, uh, True. is off the uh, off
0: the show. I'm
3: watching the viewer numbers to see if they rise. It's skyrocketing. Without...
2: skyrocketing! Everyone's like, "Oh my god, You're... we did it! We did it once during the NFL season. Dave, you know, made up some excuse, like you know, some call that doesn't actually exist in the Better Collective <laughs> office, and we just did an hour straight of legit DFS analysis, and people were like, what is this? What's happening?'" <laughs>
0: So one thing I wanted to ask you for, because I'm excited to hop in and check out the draft IQ stuff. How are you balancing this um, idea of once you get all the data in front of you and you're like, holy shit, there's this combo that I love that I have zero of. And then knowing, say you have X amount of BBM three drafts left being like, I want to get this, but I also can't force it. Yeah. either. I bet like that's the fear I have when I dig into that data is I'm going to be like, shit, I've got to find the value hound in me, get eliminated <laughs> because I want to go get these combos I don't have.
3: Right. Or the week 17 hound or vice versa. Like there it, yeah. it is it is fascinating. I've, I actually haven't been drafting as much right now, um, at least not like on underdog and not in best ball mania because. I'm like kind of doing that analysis. I've been posting it occasionally to Twitter as I start to uncover it myself. Like the big thing I, I I talked about yesterday was, as everyone that knows me knows Trey Lance, I'm obsessed with Trey Lance. He's my favorite quarterback pick, still is, even as he rises in in, in ADP. And I'm, And everyone also knows I'm just like you. I'm very focused on week 17. And I start to go through and I'm like, at the macro level, even within draft IQ, before we started to build out some kind of enhancements, I could see, oh, look, I got plenty of Trey Lance. I even have plenty of that week 17 game. I have the correlations. Everything looks good. And then we've added the ability to dig into specific player combinations. You can literally search Trey Lance and Hunter Renfro, Trey Lance and Justin Fields, whatever. And I can pull up from within each stack that I have and see the exact combination. So like we have stacks just being two players either from the same team or from that week 17 game. So I can I can say, okay, Tyrion Davis-Price and Darren Waller is a stack of that game. But when I dig into it and see, I actually have two Trey Lance teams that are stacks of that game, even though he's my highest-owned quarterback. And it's like I'm trying to dig into all that and, and then like level set after I kind of have an idea of how it all looks because it's really, really easy to, like you said, go in and say, well, look, he's my highest-owned player. It, all, both sides are true. I can say, Trey Lance is my highest-owned quarterback, do I have too much? And then I dig into the numbers and I say, well, I don't have like half the combinations with Trey Lance that I want. But on the flip side, then you start reaching or forcing things when they don't come to you. So I'm trying to just do the analysis right now and then kind of come back in a couple weeks or something and start to try to implement that strategy.
0: Yeah, it would almost be like the equivalent of in DFS, if you were like, so you have your 150 max set, and you um i'm trying to think how, what, how the analogy works but it's like you don't know the uh the ownership percentages and you want to get your exposures but then you find out like the field has 50 percent of this guy i feel like that would be the equivalent of being like i don't want to reach for this stack because then i'm maybe not getting it in good i'm running into ownership or whatever but it is just like an interesting thought experiment of Like, do you go out of your way to get kind of the exposures you want to get or like you might just get you might just run bad and have 50 straight drafts where like you are (laughs) never in a good spot to get these guys. And then you have to wrestle with, do I want to play each room as its unique room or do I want to make sure I get these exposures?
3: 100% and piggybacking on that, even if you get into rooms where things may be more feasible, it's like. If you just if 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 you're a good drafter and you're just treating that draft like you said, I'm in that room and I'm drafting the best I can in that room and I don't get combinations, does that mean I I need to seek them out? Or does it mean this is I'm I'm still drafting optimally and my portfolio is just gonna, I'm not, I'm just not gonna have Trey Lance, Debo Samuel, and Darren Waller. Like it's just not gonna happen based on how I'm approaching my draft. I actually don't know what the right answer is. Maybe, maybe I'm drafting suboptimally by not having that pairing. But I don't know until I like start to look into it and then and then figure that out. And so that's what I'm mostly excited about. Is this gives everybody the opportunity to actually really understand how you're drafting. Like you and I, everybody, everybody except Soccer Dave on this show is like a you know Adam best ball drafter drafting tons oh, have of you, teams. Don't 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 do it. Don't have you do made it. The finals. Yes. We're underdog. <laughs> Yes.
1: Oh. yes. Well, then there's only then there's yeah. only yeah. one person on this show who <laughs> has not made the underdog ball finals. I
2: I really congratulate you for your 19th place finish in the Puppy 2 2 years ago. <laughs> it was it was I I think one of the crowning achievements of of your I'll, I'll never career. forget with David I uh did, what did we we swap you we you swapped
0: did the, yeah, the I equity, sent you a
2: Jokic moment. The <laughs> the equity swap?
0: Uh Davis, didn't you finish top in uh, drafters? I got second
2: the first year they ran it, and I got third last year.
0: Oh, okay, look at us. Look at the, you know, we're, we actually have a resume among us for the first time. That's pretty nice.
2: We yeah. certainly can't do that. It's we heard, cast, we yeah. certainly can't do that on the DFS show. No, no,
0: <laughs> I mean, you won the Billy Baker,
1: though. So oh, I'm
2: thats closer, I forgot. Yeah. I won the no, Billy Maker. I
1: did, too. I did, oh, too. Congrats, <laughs> so, guys. Congrats. Uh, we, we might have tied, but uh, we still, we, we won it. Um, all right, so... If you have any comments in the chat, feel free to uh, to ask them. I want to just get like on a, a a macro level, Eric. All these different sites, all these different tournaments. How are you juggling them all?
3: Uh, I'm I'm trying to keep my head above my head above water. Amazing um, question, think Dave. It's it's it, it's actually really hard. Like we have so many tournaments now. And all the sites are so different. And they're different, right. It's really – like Davis is talking about drafters. I'm act- at, a, at a micro level, something I'm trying to do is I'm actually doing a little less underdog right now and trying to hone in on drafters and um, a little bit of DraftKings, but mostly drafters actually right now. And so I'm kind of um, just letting the summer kind of flow and, and not forcing – like anything. We just did like the underdog cardio club and that was really fun, but I'm kind of in a little pausing pattern on best ball mania just to focus on the other, on the other tournaments. And um, the other big thing I I would just say is like experimenting in all of them. And then seeing where, like if, if ultimately I go through drafters and I don't really love it, like I'm not going to invest my, my time there. Like you only have so many hours. Like that's the, the biggest hindrance to best ball is not, is really not even money because you can't even spend that much money if you really want to. Anybody could go get a loan probably and max most of these contests. It's t- It's all time. Not not do not advice. recommend. Not, advice. Advice. not, yes. Yes. Advice. not financial <laughs> advice. You're talking about Jokic moments still. Uh, <laughs> let's not let's not talk about. Financial I know. Advice. No, we
1: talked about. That's what we did trade. It, it seems so long ago, but it was mm. really like only a little bit over a year ago. Uh, but ba- by the way, promo code Grinders for drafters. They just rolled out a.
3: From a good spike, like, also,
1: like they, <laughs> on the same team, Eric. <laughs> um, Maybe so. <laughs> so basically, two dollar and twenty two. Uh, I think that's their like their low cost mm-hmm. draft. They just rolled out like their version of the puppy. It's awesome. The yeah, kitty. They don't call it that, but I don't uh, think I they. Just, ca- I don't think they call it the it mini. That. The mini, yeah. Mini. Okay. And then uh, DraftKings. Um, I'm not sponsored by DraftKings. I know I got the hat. They actually just sent this to me. Um, I got a package with that and a shirt. Did you get Did you get the hat as well?
3: Yeah. Shout out. I went, out. What, I went for the N-
2: I went N-P-K. for the hoodie. I went for the hoodie and the Yeti. Oh,
3: uh, this is yeah. So I did the fire pit. I did the fi- I did the fire pit. But this is an an older hat. NPK. Shout out Nathaniel Peters Kroll, who was uh, the the man uh, in VIP. R.I.P. to his fuck, tongue.
1: What the fuck, Agliar? <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you didn't get uh, any swag? No. Oh, wow. Uh, thought,
0: wow. Tough scene. I'm going to have to follow up. I, I thought Nathan and I had a really good relationship. I would email him every week this year to make the, the Deposit Kingdom <laughs> tournament, and uh, I guess it didn't mean anything to him.
1: <laughs> maybe, there's a,
0: maybe there's a threshold
1: there. <laughs> 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 uh I I will say that um it's nice getting free stuff but like DraftKings used to do these promotions. I don't and maybe maybe they do with like what's above the gold Davis is it platinum? We um, are
2: we are we call ourselves the Diamond Dogs. Are you uh, in diamonds just, right now? Oh yeah. Buddy, no one grinds enough $3 UCL double ups to get diamond like me. I I, I farm the achievements similar to how I farm engagement on Twitter. Like, I will be playing 197 MLB DFS slates this year to get the 50,000 crowns. Can
0: we talk about Davis going like full player take farmer engagement guy lately? I mean, this has been a shift, Davis. I mean, I remember you doing this in years past, but you've really cranked it up lately.
2: Yeah, I always always do this around this time of the year because it's time to get the followers cranking up for (laughs) in-season so I can eventually sell them something. And, no, I think
3: I think it's because Bitcoin's down, honestly. But last yeah, year. it's like, it's, I don't like remember. it's like what? what I don't remember are, this.
2: Do the people do the people need me to, to tell them to buy Bitcoin again or talk <laughs> about like the golden pups? Like no one cares. It's all it's all <laughs> fantasy football. So we and 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 uh, you know uh, Holka would tell me to do something I'm good at. I'm very good at farming. So it's it's like, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Just ask Dave, he's never
1: worked. Yeah. Davis, <laughs> have you identified the uh the five traits that are keeping you from being your best self? Oh, I am my best self. <laughs> <laughs> I like I don't mind some of the uh, the threads like how to maximize whatever. Buddy, I read I I I'm giving Hulk a shit, but I read no, all of them. That's that's right up that's here's, right up my alley. Here's ones I do not like though the ones that tell you like what you're doing wrong. <laughs> like here's here's what to not do in order to be productive. I I know that like i i get it right <laughs> Every,
2: everyone believes that you know that Dave. Yeah, like,
1: like people should understand like you know scrolling uh scrolling reels or like waking up in the morning and just getting on the phone like yeah that's counterproductive uh but it's
2: yeah but people like i don't know it's it's pretty easy to get entrenched in your routine of doing that shit so i i i think it's do you
1: good. think anyone worth their salt though is saying like um Man, this is really productive. Like, if I wanted to increase productivity, what should I do? And that would be like one of the first things that you would do, David. Yeah, has but, but sometimes optimized his life.
2: But but sometimes you sometimes it's it's kind of easy to get off track, dude.
1: David,
0: All, I, I mean I, er, Eric and I tell people to draft zero RB literally every day, and the people still don't do it. So I think the repetition <laughs> is is good for people.
1: Hundred percent. So uh, we did have a comment on last week's show or the week before last um it's actually last week someone had watched it a little bit later this guy had um asthma and said that basically there's two forms of asthma and he should be okay uh we're talking about Traylon burks he should be okay and his last request was please davis no more medical takes Then Davis trying to throw this back on me once once everyone started liking this that doesn't
2: that doesn't sound like me. Also, classic engagement farming by David. He's like he's had he's gone he's gone fourteen days without a tweet with more than four faves. So he's like, what can I do? I'll (laughs) at Davis in a tweet and I'll get to at least sixteen favorites and three replies minimum. (laughs) It happened.
1: So, uh, so yeah, no more medical advice from Davis. Um, Davis said that the carnivore diet pretty much cures everything and that's, that's not real. Uh, and so I, I guess Nate Noling also believes this Davis and you're getting your takes from him, dude, Nate, you want to talk about, you want to talk about dudes who have gone
2: all in Nate makes my, he is, he is all out, dude. He's eating raw liver. He's getting colostrum sent to his house which is i don't even i literally don't even know how to define like this guy is all in on animal products only what happened to nate is he just down so bad with crypto stuff too <laughs> no i nate nate has also had like you know uh uh like a bad back bad knees like like stuff and uh this was like this was like one of the things he did and he's he's on the he's on the up and up now
3: has he considered getting up from the desk chair and away from the computer for a couple hours a day? I don't. I don't.
2: I don't think he's considered that.
3: Maybe it's Eric, not me. Where are eating. you? It's the. It's the like lack of activity in life.
1: Eric, where are you? Uh, like, let's just say, best shape of your life. Where are you right now?
3: Oh, definitely not best shape of my life. I'm starting to feel older by the day, but I'm very focused on getting back into uh, uh, good shape. I try to. I, I try what to, is I try very funny, Let's mean. go work
2: out, bro. Come work
3: out, Davis. With me. Can
1: you stop flexing? You have, you flex all the time. Even like when you, it's like you're stretching. You still lift your arm. I'm just ex-
2: I'm just excited. It would be amazing for to work out at six o'clock in the morning at Club Fitness with there. Gotta go. I'm gonna
0: just uh, <laughs> yeah. fire off a tweet here real quick.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's how everybody flexes, Dave. Aren't you? Aren't Aren't you? Yeah, that's Dave, how I yawn Dave, Dave,
2: give us the gun show. Give us the gun show all
1: right so what is the best what does that mean you're you're hyper focused on uh getting into really good shape eric like what are you doing so right now give us some real tips
3: so my problem um i need the real takes from you guys my problem is I have really bad knees and a bad back, actually. Now, as I'm getting older, and so the cardio aspect of things is my biggest struggle. I still like to lift weights and all that kind of stuff. I, I walk a lot, like walking the dogs. I get up and walk in the morning. Life hack: get out from the moment you wake up and go See, get into the go, sun.
2: Go look at the sun, bro.
3: 100. It helps. It really, it really does help. Um, it also helps you keep, stay away from your phone a little bit. But the fitness part is my is like I I can't like get to where I want to be because like I can't. Run a lot. I can't do a ton of, uh you know, extreme cardio because it's just my body. My body is broken down from all everything I did for twenty five years.
2: Backwards walk, dude.
3: I've seen you posting. Yeah, this is, this is a your real thing? thing. Is this? I a mean, real I thing? do
2: it. I uh, I mean, the real Where thing. Did it's you... Like, I'm not giving. I'm not giving medical advice on this show. But <laughs> look, it's, there is, uh, there is this guy. His name is. His name is Ben Patrick. He's been on. I think he was on the Rogan show but uh Huberman oh. highlighted highlighted Davis some of his, his stuff. Davis Rogan big
1: Rogan fan. I mean,
2: <laughs> I'm not I I obviously song. did not listen to him on Joe Rogan but I know that people are into that. <laughs> um but his whole his whole deal is like he had awful horrible knees and whatever but but his big tenant is backwards walking. There's like he's got like loads and loads of other stuff you can do and stretches and exercises but the the biggest thing is just walking backwards like 10 20 minutes a day
0: curious you say you're a backwards walker and yet i've seen you walk forward before <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is rather curious
0: all
1: right let's walk it back to uh fantasy and best ball superflex drafts about three-fourths way full through the superflex puppy eric how, oh it's, uh, way it's more like, than that it's now. like
2: it's like oh,
1: 90 i need to get in some more Then uh <laughs> eric how how invested are you into the superflex format
3: not very. I think I did 15. like none. not no. The no. fifth. I think I did fifteen drafts, and I'm not going to do anymore. Mostly on the first day. So you got here. You want you want
1: yeah, life hacks. Oh, life hacks
3: best ball version. You're hacking when these the new contests. Exactly. You got to hack the adp on these contests that are only going to be open for like a week. You got to You got to w-
1: just
2: jam them day one.
3: Day one, people don't people don't understand, especially new formats like Superflex. People don't people didn't get it. They don't know what they're doing. You're getting quarterbacks going way too late and all, you know, and, and the ADP is stale even outside of the quarterbacks. So the the day one is the best, you know, it doesn't matter as much for best ball mania or whatever, because it's open for five months, but for, for the super flex and like puppy in that, I'm mostly just like smashing them on day one. And then, you know, hashtag content after that, but nothing, nothing super special.
0: What is your guys' theory on this? Because, all off season before best ball starts up, everyone's like, Oh, I want there to be these inventive new game formats. And everyone's like, why is there not more super flex all of this? And then it comes out and I, Eric, I don't know if you're hearing it from your people, like all my comments in the discord people are like, yeah, I'll do these. And clearly it's feeling fast, but no one seems that interested in it. No one's as addicted as they are. The regular ones. Is it because, I, I don't really it's, have a good theory it's why the that con- is.
2: It's the content feedback loop, in my opinion. It's your right? echo
1: chamber. Yeah. If, if
2: if if you know ship chasing and spike week and everything, if if for two weeks all it was was talking about the unique form, it's it's the same reason why, um, you know, the soccer contests and tennis contests are not that big on DraftKings and FanDuel. You know, it's because the the majority of the content, you know, there's no Grinders Live for Wimbledon, right? It's just it's just the way well, it. the
1: fact that it's already almost full, I think, shows that people are playing just not your people, Pete. Like, because no, no, are-
0: no, my people are playing. They just don't love it that much. That's my point. Yeah. It's clear it's going to be filled. Everyone's it's like they're begrudgingly playing it because it's the five dollar <laughs> price point
1: that's available. But Why don't they love it, though? Like, that's can you literally give us- what I asked? <laughs> I know, but like you're talking to these people. you're talking to these people like why are they saying they really don't love it? like what what reasoning are they giving?
0: I I, I don't know. I don't know. that's why that's why I'm confused. I'm truly confused.
3: I don't <clears throat> two two initial thoughts are one is I, I don't think people love the contests that are only open for a small pocket of time like that. So I like can, the smaller I can, thing that that fills in a week i think hey, that's smart yeah you're 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 100 right davis on like the feedback loop if if i start doing streams and i know pete's doing streams and davis you are around the new formats and stuff that come out if the person listens to it three days late and the contest is almost closed and the shit we talked about on day one is like some of it might not even be relevant right the, the quarterback thing we just talked about somebody in the chat is saying they got like lamar and and like Kyler and Hertz or whatever uh, on the same team, they're all they all go in like the top eight now. Like it's not even relevant to to the current drafts, and so that quick cycle of ADP updating and the contest closing, I think, is a little bit of a turnoff because like these are this is so new, and like the strategy part of it is so fun. That's why we can talk about stuff now that's going to be relevant in August and September around like Best Ball Mania, but like in the Superflex thing, if you don't have like a plan of attack for the first 24 to 48 hours, like you're going to get left in the dust. And that's not as much fun um, in but this space. It- I don't think.
1: All right. So devil's advocate here. Isn't that same line of, of reasoning you would just play like on draft Kings then because underdog is so sharp. Um, and you got a lot of, like in every draft, there's people that are doing these format or doing like, it's, it's fun and that's what it should be. But as far as, of being sharp, underdog, their regular BBM stuff are probably the sharpest contest you can be in right now for best ball.
3: Yeah, but it's peer to it's a but it's still peer to peer. And when just because the market is a is relatively efficient doesn't mean there aren't things we can do in a contest with five hundred thousand people um that's super top heavy to like, you know, be different. The the edge just changes. In Superflex, in this superflex thing, it's like you only got five days to like the, the edge can only change so much and and the edge may not change in a way that's like really even realizable for us like like today we could draft a super flex team and like I don't know we can do our best and maybe we like I have some thoughts on some things you should do but like I don't know I'm probably just punting five dollars off in best ball mania it's like well Courtland Sutton just r- rose three rounds. Let's talk about should we still draft him and all that kind of stuff, and who the next man up is. And that doesn't exist in the thing that's only open for a week. It's just a, it's just a very different game. You <clears> know, know why he's, games.
1: you know why he's rising, why he's been going up, is because of the week seventeen. Bros have been pumping, but Jerry
3: Judy's going back down. Is falling yeah, back down. Yeah, I
0: don't, I buy it with the Chargers game. Yeah, it's Mike, Mike
2: and Mike and Keenan. Yeah, I don't, that's it I
0: though, don't right? Yeah I think that's it i haven't seen too many other glaring examples but i'm glad you brought up the week 17 because i was reading the chat and trying to crack this puzzle why aren't we as into it and i do think in the same way people push back against the week 17 stuff because what it basically did was add another layer of things you really need to think through when you're going through the draft and the map the grinders and the people who love doing a bunch of these drafts there's just this comfort and comfortability in going through the draft selecting your players it's like easy like we know how to do it and so anytime you add this wrinkle that causes you to not be able to do it in just like the most relaxed way possible it sounds like feels like a bit of a nuisance in the same way week 17 correlations are a nuisance i think Superflex is a bit of a nuisance it's like man i can't just put my feet up and draft this i actually have to kind of pay attention
3: do i have to take mac jones in the fifth round like i don't like mac jones but do i have to take him in the fifth round because this stupid format makes me is like making me take but they need
1: they need to keep on doing these new uh these different formats i think
3: can I also Mr. say people. I think yes. they I think they pardon my French mm-hmm. fucked up the the super flex format, replacing a wide receiver position with with a super flex if they would have kept agree the third that. wide receiver and then added the quarterback, which maybe on I, their, back, I think the, their back end I, is a problem, I think maybe, but I don't know.
2: I think the way they launched it was better. They did it, they accidentally uploaded it with <laughs> yeah, the wrong they, format. <laughs> I thought Brilliant. that was better. I thought that was better. Ten rounds. Two quarterbacks, one running back, one wide receiver, you're, one player. You're crazy. 10 rounds? 10 rounds sucks.
3: No, yeah. 10 rounds
2: is amazing. You can knock them out in 20 minutes.
3: Well, yeah, that's <laughs> the only thing that's better.
1: <laughs> There's less chances for your opponents to make mistakes in 10 rounds, Davis. Yep. 20 Ricks says, i never drafted a best ball team. I feel like I would get hooked and not go outside. Advice?
3: Yeah, May look not. at Davis's skin. Yeah
2: davis goes look at my skin i'm pretty <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty tan this is just bad
1: light for me yeah, <laughs> everyone has yeah, bad right. light there. that's what i say yeah. that's you what i say tan yeah. is us guys am i right <laughs> uh, but no i i think they should continue doing these like super flex and stuff because i've i keep on saying uh, things things might get stale things well, might get stale and you need to who plays wordle anymore god i
0: Pete, hey, you play Wordle an anymore? Call. I never played Wordle to begin with. Exactly. Spags does
3: though, right? Spags. Please don't Spags compare still ben best Wordle?
0: ball to Wordle. I mean, that is no. Such it's a just a. Off.
1: It's just the thing of like if something is the same thing over and over again, eventually you just stop going back to it.
3: Well, there's yeah, Eric- a difference. There's a little difference, I think, with best ball because we constantly <laughs> are getting new information, even if yeah. the information is bullshit, like. Like the, the, we're getting random Debo Samuel reports or this whole Deshaun Watson disaster or Alvin Kamara or I'm trying to think of Eno Benjamin, right? We had a, like, <laughs> I know that the, the Spike Week community and probably Pete, yours too, like, our people are just degenerates, but like, People spent an entire day discussing Arizona Cardinals backup running backs, like thousands of messages being posted about because one reporter posted an Eno Benjamin basically like puff piece. and But, like, we're getting new information, so there's always still something for people to sink their teeth into versus Wordle is just, like, show up and do this same exercise every day.
1: Right. (laughs) I I was pretty good at it, if we're being honest. Uh, All right. So, Eric, what is your – perfect you you get to decide next year you have you've just been named ceo of best ball incorporated you get to decide the perfect format we're talking about prize money and we're talking about format you've got 30 seconds go
3: uh it's a hybrid between it's definitely the playoff format because the playoff format that underdog and DraftKings has makes for more fun some i know davis doesn't necessarily agree he like prefers the cumulative format like from Whoa. a skill-based perspective no it's
1: it's more no fun. no
2: davis this is it's eric's this is,
3: this is eric's time eric's time please Eric, yes. continue please um this is my these are my closing arguments 15 seconds. i can have your closing arguments it's but the playoff format is what makes the thing so fun that sweat of getting to the playoffs and then having the final the final round team is the best but i would i would definitely do full point ppr I think half point PPR is um, a little too boring. The full point PPR adds more excitement to it. I would not do the DraftKings like bonuses though, like 300 yard bonus, hundred yard. So I would kind of thread the needle in between there. It's just basic PPR leagues with the with the uh, with the playoff format and then a slightly flatter flatter payout structure. And I would probably have I haven't figured out uh, the regular season thing. I think Underdog was on to the right idea with some of the regular season stuff, but the <laughs> the way they uh, implemented it was absolutely terrible with just 1 million to the only regular season champion. So it's some kind of hybrid prize pool between regular season and, and, uh, and the playoffs with a PPR scoring format.
1: Sounds like you haven't really thought this through. All right. Uh, Davis, what would your perfect format be?
2: Mine would probably be a little bit more in depth version of what underdog is doing where they're. So I, it, it's a software problem on their end in terms of awarding cumulative points, so they they basically they're gonna have to spreadsheet check by hand who
3: That's who, why they're doing the first place is because the right. spreadsheet, yeah.
2: So so they they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to, but next year they should theoretically have this figured out. So my perfect format would actually be a hybrid of the cumulative points and of the playoff, where you award both inside the same prize pool. So and you have staggered payouts for cumulative points, you have staggered payouts for the playoffs. I also wonder. If the three-week playoff period is kind of a, a dinosaur remnant of the FFPC main event, I wonder if cutting it earlier and doing four weeks of elimination or five weeks of elimination uh, is is sort of interesting. Like I haven't even gamed that out how that would change drafting, and that gets a little bit difficult because the NFL has changed their bye week structure. But uh, that that is something. But the 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 big thing is that I would like prizes to be awarded both cumulatively and for playoffs pete
0: yeah i uh the one thing it's like i'm inclined to agree with eric for ppr because i love ppr oh, and yes and yet and yet Half point PPR throws people off the scent. There are people who do not think wide receivers are important. They don't think zero RB is viable. And so I kind of appreciate that. Where even on FFPC now, you see more and more teams willing to go zero RB with that full point PPR and being able to start up to four wide receivers in the flex. So that I kind of like that red herring for people because you'll cut it's half point PPR. It's better for the running back. Blah blah blah. Um so I do like that. And then I do agree, like we've talked about it on the show before. Like I want people in my draft rooms who are approaching it or can justifiably approach it from a different direction than me. And if we spread it out, you know, 200 prizes, 300 prizes to the top regular season scores to have these guys just approaching it differently than me. I think that makes those draft rooms so much more fun.
1: Yeah. I, uh,
2: what, what about you, Dave? You know, you bet, you bet in these streets, yeah. obviously.
3: Best ball influencer. I,
1: well, uh, it kind of goes back to, Obviously, I'm partial to me creating the oh, whole best ball dynasty, um, Super flex tight end premium. So I would enjoy that sort of format. Um, I would also enjoy a best ball tournament just strictly that went after Scott Fish. I would enjoy like a Scott Fish best ball tournament for my. I,
2: I don't. I don't. What do you mean by that?
1: Like the Wh- format.
2: What element of that are you wanting to carry over? The scoring, number of rounds, the or playoffs.
1: They... I what? The scoring of the Scott Fishbowl.
2: No, I I think that's pretty bad for something that people are going to play for money.
1: Okay. Well, I don't think that's... I don't
2: think you want I don't think you want the scoring so hyper weighted towards specific types of players, which is what ends up happening. Which I is why think you want is it.
1: Why Scott changes it every year? He changes it every it year, but that's simple. that's the part of the fun is that it's it's different every year. And so there are different theories, different people coming out with 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 whatever you want. So you're asking what I what I would want, that's what I would want. Because well, everyone think- gears up for Scott Fishbowl and then like right after it's just like all this content it 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 ceases to exist for all the Scott Fishbowl. And so it could be something that would have a l- much longer shelf life. As far as well, content.
0: And I do think one thing you realize, at, and I think it was a good point about the Superflex removing that wide receiver spot made it a little less interesting. And another thing I, that i felt from the Superflex drafts is just how valuable that top six or seven pick is. Basically, wherever your QB1 tier extends to, I mean, the gap between what you're getting there versus the guy who has to take Kirk Cousins or Trevor Lawrence is massive. And so, like thinking through those ADP tiers within a specific season and being like, okay, maybe this tournament does need to be third round reversal to kind of balance that edge out. I think you just have to be really purposeful with how you engineer these contests.
1: Um, Someone said, someone said, please don't make kitchen expand on this. He doesn't actually know what he wants. Uh, Fair. And someone else said they would do a tight end only uh, best ball. So speaking of tight ends, tight end university is going on in Nashville. This, I forget this about the, it. This
2: is the only show where tight end university is ever brought up because somehow Dave like opens like the Nashville dispatch or whatever the Nashville paper is called and sees this on the sports page. And is like, I'm going to bring that up on the school later. I'm going to bring something to the table.
1: You don't think that tight end you has become like a pretty big thing as far as uh, in the NFL landscape. No one cares. Not you,
2: not, no one, not one person.
1: But it's like a, it's, it's like a big thing though, right? No. You
2: know who you, cares? You, you haven't I'm heard like anything about my M- Silva. Yeah. Evan Silva. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're going to, they're going to do a whole review of uh, tight end you on the established <laughs> run pod. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I'm talking about like from a media uh, side of things. I just mean like no one cares for fantasy football. Like who went to tight end you last year? All the tight ends.
3: No you way know. they let Janu in that. Did did no Albert way.
2: did Alberto Kubiņš go to tight end? You
3: no, no don't the elite. They titans. probably invited Dolcich, not. Oh, the if, uh, they, if
2: they invite Dolcich and not Alberto, well, no, it's just a further continuation of the false flag. <laughs> uh,
0: J- Janu went to uh, tight end Juco, Actually, last chance
2: tight end. <laughs> yeah, last chance tight end. No, he went
3: to. He went to. He
2: went to. He went to, full, he went to fullback. You him and him and Kyle yeah. check were hanging out. <laughs>
3: So,
1: yeah. All right. Well, I was using that as a, a segue into tight ends that you like, Eric, this year. I was uh, listening to Silva, and he was on with Norse. He was talking about how there's, like, this range of tight ends. It's not really it's not really the dead zone for tight ends. It's just, like, all the tight ends are the same after you get to, like, tight end 12 to <clears throat> tight end 20. You mentioned, like, just touch on upside. And uh, that's why he likes Bobby Tanyan. So what are what are your takes on tight end this year?
3: Tanyan is actually a guy I have had like way higher than I, – I keep backing him down in the rankings because his ADP doesn't really rise. But I've had him way higher. Um, So it's funny that you bring him up. He was one of the guys I was going to mention because the whole world has steamed up like every Packer. Pick a Packer, they get they – get, right? Aaron Jones – Everybody is going to benefit from no Devontae Adams. If you if you go tweet their or, you know search their name on Twitter or whatever. Aaron Jones, look at his splits without Devonte Adams. You know AJ Dillon is going to get all this work. Alan Lazard's going to be the number one. Sammy Watkins is the you know late round guy you got to have, and Christian Watson is for whatever reason going in like the ni- the ninth round of drafts. But nobody cares about Tunyon who's like the touchdown scorer and uh, to Pete's point about like half point PPR earlier, like this is a, a way we can like maybe uh, strategize around half point PPR where touchdowns at tight end are so, so important. He's already done a double digit touchdown season. So he's definitely a guy. And then the other thing is um, again, kind of piggybacking on that you're like tight end 12 and later is there's this belief. And I don't think it's necessarily wrong in like our space that like, Oh, you got to get an elite tight end. You got to get an elite tight end because then you can only draft two and like they have the upside or whatever. I really do feel like there's a lot of of guys. Tunyon, um, Hunter Henry was really good last year. No Noah Fant. We've just destroyed now now. Baker is there. We've just ruined Noah Fant. He's going in the 180s or whatever. Gerald Everett is there with the Chargers. They haven't added anybody on offense. There are a lot of options later. And I'm trying to force myself to consider a little bit more of maybe two or, or if you want to draft three late round tight ends and just mixing through all of those guys because I really don't have a strong preference um, between a ton of them. But I think there's a lot of intriguing options and we're in this weird spot where like, I don't know, Kittle is great week to week, but I'm not sure that he has like a season long tight end one upside. Uh, with Trey Lance in there, Waller has Devonte Adams now. Mark Andrews is not going to do what he did last year, so I kind of think that there's a lot of merit to the late round guys.
0: And Pete, the way- I was just going to say, yeah, because I heard that conversation that they were having too. And I'm like, the way I think about it, I do like getting the elite tight end. Can they put up that 30 point week? You know, in those money weeks. Or beyond that, then I really do just want to correlate it with my quarterback or a team I'm making a big bet on, which was kind of the point Silva was making, too, where it's like they are going to be so touchdown dependent. Ergo, that's going to be their quarterback throwing those touchdowns. So if you're hitting on a Kui Boonum or Gerald Everett or Cole Komet, like I want their quarterbacks because the correlation there just seems so high to them having like a top five season.
1: All right. <clears throat> Next topic I want to discuss. C Williams NFL, Christian Williams, yesterday said the disrespect Zeke is getting for fantasy football is or no, he actually said that was the reply. He said he's the easiest pick in fantasy football drafts right now was the exact tweet.
2: Well, yeah, you know, I mean he's been so good for so long now, you know, averaged uh about four point one yards per carry uh behind the
3: best offensive line yeah. in the nfl on yeah, an elite got, offense he's yeah. got
2: 1900 rushing yards on uh, a shade over 500 attempts you know i mean just he he, he you know 58 yards a game last year just real i mean how can you not just run to take this guy in the fourth round you know just run to the podium
1: Pete's face is cracking me up right now because he. Oh no! I just what?
2: wanted to share my Zeke exposure
0: in Best Ball Mania Three. I put in the Streamyard Hopper there. If you want to pull that up, Sosa, so. it's the easiest click for me. It's why it's why I've done it once. In, uh, <laughs> <in 59 laughs>
2: it's I wonder. So easy. I wonder if I have any of them. Let's see. <laughs> La- what thinks. Do we think I have Ezekiel Elliott on any team? Yes, you do.
0: You you channel your inner boomer every now and again. No. One wow. one oh, one okay, puppy one, team. Two. One puppy, all
3: right. I shared. I shared mine and I'm a corporate man. I'm plugging there I'm you Plugging go. our tool, but you see here Zeke <laughs> Zero. One hundred, <laughs> what is that? Do you ever do you ever do you ever just want to go
2: teams. do you ever just want to go full boomer and do the the Zeke Henry uh 65 rushing attempts in one game, week 17 stack? <laughs> So here's the more or interesting he can get com-
1: like 50 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Like I'd
3: I mean, rather just- lose. That's like drafting Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather lose than win with that combination of players.
0: Um, here's the more interesting question to be on the Zeke Pollard stuff. Do you think it's more likely Zeke in Best Ball Mania Three gets more expensive or gets cheaper? Mo- way likely
2: more expensive infinitely more likely he gets. Don't you think he's in the fourth round right now? Like, I mean, that's, that's. We, we get, we get, we get, uh, who's the hard knocks team. It's not the Cowboys, right? Lions. Okay. It doesn't matter. Zeke shows up to the first preseason game, breaks off a 12 yard run and then goes (laughs) to the sideline. That's it. We're, we're talking, we're talking. Late second rounds. Here's my counter.
0: Here's my counter why I think it might be close is because the market has already decided, like, a lot of people aren't interested in Zeke. Like, in previous years, the casuals would come in and be like, why is Zeke not a first round pick? So the market is already really discounting him. We could get some really rosy Tony Pollard camp reports. And so that's my only thing. Like, I, the reason I don't feel so bad about Zeke right now is like, we might get him in the Josh Jacobs range. Oh, I would take him in range. I would take him in the Jacobs Gibson
2: range. Yeah.
0: So I could see it going either way, but it just seems like a fragile situation that like, based on the camp reports, I could see him going up around or down around easily.
1: So he's early fourth round Davis. You're saying that how far would he have to fall before you drafted him?
2: Uh, here I will. I'll, I'll pull up ADP and let's see exactly. Well, you saw on I that on them. that
1: tool. Um, that's Eric pulled up. I would take thirty-eight point nine.
2: I would start taking Zeke at fifty-nine point five. Right after. <laughs> right,
3: after
2: right after. Right after. It's pretty Godwin. close.
3: I have yeah. him ranked sixty-fourth overall.
2: Yeah, I I would take him instead of Amari
1: Cooper. <laughs>
3: that's yeah. I I agree with that.
1: Who's taking Amari Cooper these days? How far will he fall? That's the question. Leone.
2: I mean, when, when, Leone's he's
3: when, definitely taking Amari, when
2: the, when the official suspension comes down and, and Watson is out for the year, he will be around eight pick. He will go after Devonta Smith, Adam Thielen, Drake. He'll go where Deandre Hopkins, Mike Thomas and Russell Gage go.
1: Pete, did I see a spicy Jacoby Brissett take from you in the uh, fantasy life newsletter?
2: I don't I, I
0: I don't I think it was the opposite of spicy. I think I said he's serviceable enough to Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, my take it's
2: was that you you fade apart. So you are yeah. you pumping your bags again? No, he's uh, he, he does I'll I'll let
1: you speak. Pete. No,
0: first of all, I did come up with the alternate term because Dave tried to call it, you know, pump and dumping, but what it really is would be like <laughs> fud and scooping. I think would be the actual
3: <laughs>
0: uh, my take was uh, all the Browns are going to fall now that we have a little more clarity on the Watson situation. And I actually think like the David Bell and Njoku price points could become pretty attractive in that Brissette could easily buoy those guys or support them as, you know, serviceable options. That was my take.
3: Spicy. Pete, <laughs> Pete uh, but grinding the news with the, with the newsletter, what do you got on uh, their running back situation with Hunt and Dearness and all of that?
0: So everything I read and it's been I've started to scoop more Kareem Hunt and more Dearness Johnson because the reports are neither of those guys are a lock for the 53 man roster. Right. It sounds like one of them could get traded. So I, I like I mean, Dearness Johnson is my kind of comfy last round pick all the time. Just you know, we, we know he's good and there's some really nice outs there if he gets traded. And obviously, grabbing Hunt in that situation too—you know—Hunt's value increases because Dearness was a pest to to all, to both him and Chubb.
3: Right. They're they're one of the, like we're in this weird spot of the off season where I'm trying to think through those situations where it's like, what's the most immediate change that could happen that like totally gives a couple guys more value? And that's like the most clear and obvious one, right? Either one of them gets traded, and both of them skyrocket. So you have two outs. To, yeah. And if it doesn't work out, like I don't know, they both were awesome, <laughs> you know when they when they played last year. Anyway, so it's you're you're not it's not hurting you. And it's you not have like potential. the offense
2: was good, so it's not like it's not like
0: uh, you Brissette, know. Baker, who it. cares? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, Hunt was going. He was a routine like mid to late fifth round pick all last year. He was the quintessential first zero RB pick, and now you could get that five rounds later than he was going last year, and you have upside outs with the trades. I, I love it
1: pete writing the fantasy life newsletter um there's a a plug for it um yeah every day Mm -hmm. as far as your fantasy life Mm -hmm. how 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 much in tune are you this year compared to years past well, this is
0: the third year I've written the newsletter, so I've definitely. Be- I mean, it used to be a bit right before I started. I mean, Davis was on ship chasing, and Pat would like reference the athletic nuggets, and I was like, "I'll let you guys grind these these nuggets." Now I've gotten he's, caught up in big blur. You're,
2: you're sifter. You're a
1: sifter. You've I'm become a sifter. Become now. A sifter.
0: <laughs> I got an athletic <laughs> sub. I have my Twitter list. So yeah, I'm a news hound now, Dave. I've changed.
1: I get it. When I was doing the um, XM. And having to grind reports every day, it made me a better fantasy player. Um, yeah, now, what happened? Now I've got uh, your newsletter. I've got um, all the threaded tweets on Twitter. <laughs> that's where <what> you get all <laughs> your news, and that's how that's how I get the news. Basically, and I like
0: to imagine that Dave has uh, like some kind of uh, you know board with his own rankings, and every time he sees a thread that's like four players you should not draft, right. he has to go and move them down.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's, it's like the, the gif of
3: uh, Charlie from Always Sunny. The gif yes. with him yeah. doing the, the that's except Dave that would the
2: that level. would imply that David plays fantasy sports, so we all know that's not true.
3: <laughs> Smoking a yeah. SIG. He's Cam just, uh, moving, moving Dearness. he's moving De Like he's gonna leave here and go move Dearness up his rankings.
1: Cam McMillan asked me uh last week how hard are you going on this on these best ball tournaments? <laughs> <laughs> Dave's like, oh dude, I'm in the streets.
2: I'm grinding. Like, Shout I don't out Cam. Know, but, yeah.
3: I talked to Kim, uh, I talked to Cam about best ball every probably every few every few days he's grinding them he's grinding right, best he said ball for he said,
1: sure. he said I, I guess he was wanting you know to get a former finalist take on yeah he was, wanting the al- he he was on the he was
2: on the he was on the alpha from dave so, so yeah
1: i'm gonna text him right him now him. and
3: be like please god stop asking dave for advice on best ball like please
0: I do want to see because Kitchen does have an addictive personality. I I would love to see Dave get addicted to. If I did, it would be like a
1: bit where it would be like only on DraftKings or only Superflex or only on Drafters. Something that was different than the Underdog streets because um, there's just there's so much content for Underdog right now. You don't want
0: to compete. You don't want to compete, Kitchen.
1: That's exactly. It's exactly. (laughs) It's saturated. The market is very saturated. Like, who am I to compete with these? BIME fours and Pete oversets of the world.
3: What do you think we're doing, Pete? Me and Davis are grinding drafters, uh, stealing the. (laughs) I
0: I appreciate you guys. Someone's got to do
3: it. (laughs) Yeah, I might, like, I legit have thought about
1: the FanDuel at the Yahoo Best Balls (laughs) grinding the cash game. Dave Dave becoming a Yahoo Best Ball 12 person (laughs) league thought leader would be
0: incredible.
3: Like, it has
1: to be something on that. Week
2: week 17, don't know her. All I care about (laughs) is scooping that sweet, sweet value.
3: This would be a good bit, Dave. This would be a really good bit. You
0: memorize the schedule for everyone weeks one through four. (laughs) That's your (laughs)
3: bit.
1: (laughs) Just uh, like factoring in strength of schedule. um, Pete, what
2: is your what is your prediction for what becomes the annoying thing next off season?
1: Wait, Pete's the one who created the annoying can thing we, this whole mute, season. Can we mute? Can we mute, Dave? We're trying to have a serious discussion.
0: <laughs> I heard you and Corrine talk. Or who? Who are no, you it was talking about? No, it's me and Bympor. You and Bympor. Okay, yeah, yeah. You guys were talking about the combos and stuff. I mean, the real answer is the Simbros Bros are coming. Um, yeah. Osmo yeah. whipped up his Sims. Brian's working on Sims. Like that stuff is interesting. But I do think, I do think, to tie it back to some of the Spike Week tools, it is going to be how people think about kind of portfolio. I really do think portfolio construction and balancing that across different contests, different sites. I, I really think that's what's going to be most interesting for people um going forward.
3: But it's not going to piss people off like zero running back. So last year we had the wide receiver versus running back thing that like divided the world. And yeah. now this year we have the week 17 thing that has divided the world. I I, I think it's going to be I think more people like like you mentioned, Brick and Osimo awesome are the two guys that come to mind. Um, we may even do something, who knows? Like we with are. Sims, Sims and that kind of stuff, where it's like, Well, and I- I've already joked about this too. It's like, Well, the Sims say the Sims well,
2: say Well th- so I I do have a question about about Sims for all of this, which is it is so modeling a simulation for one golf tournament, one F1 race, or whatever. Is very different because you have to give so many assumptions to the sim that you're running, right? Uh, assumptions of health and and think like I wonder, I wonder how effective the sims for best ball would even be because you not are good.
3: they're not going to be good. You're going to be
2: modeling out so <laughs> many outcomes, like like uh, truly an infinite number more of outcomes than a four day PGA event or whatever.
3: Too many ver- There's too many variables. So the sim is only as good as as you mentioned its inputs, and there's so many inputs you have to make for a 17 week uh, NFL season that it's it's going to be really really tough. Even the best modelers and the bet you know the best data scientists and stuff are not going to be able to do this really well right away. But I think it's going to be the thing we that need, people get need, into. We
2: need the guys at IBM to be working on this. Like I, we they, we got go to go, yeah, go above. We got to go Watson. We got to go above. We gotta, yeah. I took some umbrage with Osmo's article, like in a way that it just intuitively didn't make sense with me, but it doesn't mean he's wrong.
0: Doesn't mean
2: he's wrong. And I will just say, we're going to talk to him on lulls
0: today. So I do want to hear it from the horse's mouth. But as I understood his week 17 thing, and I'm going to pin the screws on him on this one. I understand his point, like if you're purely worried about ROI and that it is easier to advance from week 16 to 17. But I bet if I ask Osimo, Osimo, you're not getting out of bed for anything less than a million dollars. You want to optimize for one of these top three or four spots. How are you doing that? And I promise you, if you're optimizing for a million plus dollars, it is not three weeks. Ago.
2: Well, so I don't think his point was wrong because again, if I understood it, it was that you you want to optimize for just advancing from 16 to 17, right? Was that wasn't that effective? I think if from an ROI perspective, I get that Correct. because it's
0: easier, but I don't think that's optimizing to win the contest. Well, ROI and then
3: extrapolated onto EV was basically what he was so saying. So that's not, what that's not what optimizing you, for. Uh, maximum monetary returns. It's they're they're two different things, right?
2: Yeah. Which brings us. Uh, I I want to uh, ask you to this question because uh, the the farming did so well. But if you guys could know the sta- <laughs> the, the 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 statistic output of one player. Which are you one? trying to farm us? I no,
0: Jesus. no. I find it. I'm not
2: I find retweeting it. Retweeting your tweet. I'm not I don't, retweeting you I yet. don't want you to. I, I'm generally curious your answer. If you could have, because I think I, the the most compelling answers to if you could know the stat line of one player, I think the the level one answer that makes sense is CMC, right? Because he's CMC and he could be the highest scoring player. But I don't think CMC makes sense because you can't get him on every team. Yeah. I think it makes much more sense for it to be a cheaper player that you can get on every team. Gotta be cheaper. Yeah. But more importantly, you wanna get the information either way, whether they do poorly or whether they do well. So I, I ultimately, I landed on the round 10 to round 12 handcuff running backs Singletary, Rashad White, Pollard, you know, whoever. But Pete, what is your answer? Well, to
0: me, the biggest <laughs> riddle and like the highest upside all surrounds the Chiefs, right? Between the pass catchers, the running. Juju, Juju,
2: Juju was the other answer that people said. God
0: well, I, I almost wonder if I would do it via through Kelsey. Like, if I could see Kelsey's stat line, that would probably tell me a lot.
2: Yeah, but uh, so let's say Kelsey gets ninety-seven receptions, twelve hundred yards, and nine touchdowns. What are you? What are you learning? That really changes the way you dropped. I don't think I don't think that's that. Well, helpful. that's
0: probably like a median thing. So then I don't get as much information. It would more be like if he crushes, and it's like, all right, maybe these other guys didn't step up, or if he really underperforms, then it's like I'm loading up on Juju NBA. That's podcast. why. That's
2: why I think Juju is the better answer because either either you get the potential smash, or if Juju has fifty eight receptions. 800 yards, two touchdowns. Then you're literally going in every draft saying, I cannot leave without one of sky MVS, or Hardman.
3: I think it's one of the three. I don't know which receiver it is, but it's Juju, MVS or sky more. A hundred McCall is not, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't
2: think it's it's Sky because sky could have a bad season and you wouldn't learn that much. I don't think.
3: I think you would learn something at least. Maybe he's lower in that pecking order, but if Skymore doesn't have a good, like if, if the results come back and Skymore has 14 catches for 100 yards, the Chiefs are going to throw for 4,500 yards or 5,000 yards or, or, or whatever it is. Now you start to extrapolate that over only so many other bodies, and that does become very important. It It like solidifies everybody else. I kind of, it's either Juju or MVS would have been my answer. I think MVS is my answer because he's a little cheaper. And if you just, if you get the median on MVS, kind of like what Pete said with Kelsey, if you get the median on Kelsey, it's like, okay, that's something. But if I get the median on MVS, now I can really say, okay, he did kind of what the naysayers are saying. Like he's just going to get you a couple big weeks here and there, yeah. nothing special. That means Juju and Kelsey just like got to be good or Sky. It's like now I have this awesome answer for three other guys so i think it's probably juju or mbs
1: yeah i think that's right <clears throat> all right uh we are now over what about our... what about
2: you dave do you have a thought yeah, I, feel as-
1: I fell asleep when you guys started talking stats like you guys have this is not a stat podcast come on
2: i think the people sort of enjoy serious discussions about how they can win money let uh, us know in the per-
1: comments do you enjoy a five-minute Monologues on projected player stats. Um, let us know. I my just,
0: guess is that was a far more interesting conversation than what's playing out in Davis's mentions right now. My
2: my, I haven't read <laughs> I haven't read them, but probably. Uh, my guess is that people would rather hear that than hear about tight end. You, Dave, just a guess.
1: <laughs> tight end, you was just a segment into talking about tight ends. It's just it's called, a called segment, hosting, Davis. Davis be maybe learn <laughs> for once. Like you're talking about engagement farming, you spent like four hours setting up the farm. Like that's not it's not what you do. I don't you even know what farmers, that means. You let everyone else do the work for you. You set it up with just something something simple. Here's my yeah. nine tweet thread about why you should let other people do your farming for you. Yeah. So you got you still have some something to learn in the farming streets, Davis. Uh,
3: but that's okay. All right, Eric. Do you think uh, that works? Do you think that works? If I just reach like quote tweet every Holka thread, do you think that like that would uh I don't I don't, get think any... you'll, I don't think you'll no, get you will get a No, you got to do it yourself and please don't quote tweet every Okay, everyone. I'm not going. Oh, <laughs> uh, good Eric, them, don't you?
1: Eric, you were you might have been one of the originators of the of the thread as well. Like you you went hard on the threads.
3: 100%. But Dude, not the, because, the because the I was, math? not because I was hacking the Twitter. I, I'm just not because concise. You were upset. Uh, yeah What's i'm not I'm not a concise for, person like, you i just i off. just saw i just saw a, a weird thing but
2: you guys know who chris pronger is the old nhl player he's become a, a, a thread bro he like he's on twitter no. like doing out like entrepreneurial threads it's like it's all
1: consuming
2: it's, it's the, the it's people who
1: get twitter the people, into linkedin i mean it, it really is as far as some of the stuff but i'm but, sure
2: there's money to be made doing it oh yeah at what yeah. cost
3: at what cost Pete, you
2: should turn <laughs> Pete, you should turn the ship chasing account into into fantasy football threads? Yeah. Please Every no. four days when I think
0: about logging into that account, I'm sure I'll fire up. <laughs> <Yeah. off laughs>
1: so, so last thing before we leave. Um have you do you guys like watch anything on YouTube that's not fantasy related? Have yeah. you watched the Ryan Trahan penny thing where he's raising money by surviving on a penny going across the country? Mm-mm. No. So but I will he, I would watch it. Yeah, he's got like 10 million followers. Sounds interesting. This kid, he is my adopted son. Like we what are, do you guys have in common? He's just like such a fun, loving, handsome guy, um, and just really good personality. I was gonna he say, say after
3: him. after the crypto crash you are both surviving on a penny. I thought that was where <laughs> <you were helpful. laughs> Might be well, it. Dave
2: was surviving on a penny before because that's how much he sold his
1: board All eggs right. for. So you guys, <laughs> <clears throat> you guys know, like some of my name drops in the past. Uh, you know, if you listen to anything, Fourth of July, Katy Perry, yeah, whatever. Well, I've never been so starstruck as last week downtown when I saw Ryan Trahan downtown doing doing the challenge this thing is like the biggest thing on youtube and i almost got out of the car to
3: talk to him but i did how old is he he has almost 9.7 million subs on youtube yeah i'm telling you
1: um and so i guess he was in nashville but like he hadn't revealed that yet so i got the secret answer and uh i'm like man i i in my head, I thought about like going to him and what if I like, got on this video that was getting like two or three million and I didn't do it. Instead, some family in Nashville took him to their farm and now they're gonna be famous. And so, it would
2: have yeah. been really good for the show because you probably would have you probably would have plugged this show and then it wouldn't have happened for that three years. could weeks have afterwards.
1: started it, <laughs> could have started my influencer career. Do
2: you do you think if you got to a certain level of fame, you'd commit to doing this show once a week at a standardized time?
1: No, if I won the lottery Or the underdog uh best ball two million.
2: Well you gotta buy you gotta buy a ticket to win the prize, King.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They don't just give them out like DraftKings does. Uh but no, I I I would I think I'd probably uh do more of the swole cast for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of just doing your job, instead of just doing
2: it as part of like your job. You, Dave, Dave needs
0: to win the lotto to do this show weekly. Is that what we just heard?
1: Well, I would reduce some of my normal. I wouldn't. I would reduce to my normal. You
0: can't reduce zero, Dave. Zero, zero. <laughs> the absolute value of zero is zero, Dave. This is a good time to bring up. I can't do next Wednesday at this time.
1: Oh my god! I'll make I'll make okay. Tuesday or Thursday work. And Davis, be be my witness here. I have not been the a problem recently two swole cast episodes it's been pete i'm not going to confirm her tonight yes i can't 100 percent no were you here- last week pete
2: last, i can't even
0: remember oh exactly. i was in new york no but we changed the day around every in no, the time we changed the day because that's what you and davis wanted I had to eat my lunch during the show today because I was planning to eat lunch at two and then you guys moved the show up to two. So I had to eat my lunch during the show. We're all making sacrifices around here.
1: All right. Well, this is uh, this is good TV. So uh, we'll end on this note. Uh, Eric, tell people where they can find your stuff.
3: Yeah. I don't have my Twitter handle in my uh, little thing here, but you it learn. is just my name. Like everyone, well, not Dave, but the other two fellas here. At Eric Binefor on Twitter, and yeah, just go to spikeweek.com. Follow Spike Week on Twitter at Spike Week. Uh, I am actually, to be serious for a second, like really excited about the stuff we pushed out in the last um, week or so. We took the the underdog uh, superflex launch model with the tool where we launched it. It broke immediately. And uh, we had to take it down for a couple of days, but it has actually worked out really well. I'm really happy with where we are. You can see almost everything we want you to see so far about your portfolio. And we're continuing to add to it. If you've drafted even like a handful of best ball teams, I really do think it's um, it's totally worth it. I I'm one of the biggest best ball degenerates like (laughs) that exist on the planet. And I every time I look like try to look into to the tool, I learn stuff about the teams that I've drafted. And um, so I think everybody can become a better player just simply by uh, a little bit of uh, work with the, you know, five, 10 minutes with uh, our draft IQ tool.
1: Awesome. Uh, Davis, final thoughts.
2: Stay tuned to this space for more engagement farming where I will use (laughs) your replies and likes to further build my own brand.
1: All right, uh, can't wait, <laughs> Peter.
2: Uh, I will also do another
0: spike. We plug and, and reiterate. Go watch Rob's uh, Week Seventeen Shanty song. um Just honestly, <laughs> Great just completely absurd. And I mean, my struggle when I'm doing bits is I can never find anyone to do them with me. So the fact that Rob just has two henchmen willing yeah. to yeah. do that with him is just mind blowing to me.
1: And those guys, I think, are on his. Like you don't like he. This guy's so talented. They have
3: a ghost tour podcast that's like hometown, hometown ghost stories. They're trying to get me to go tour by myself, some of the local like haunted houses and stuff. And that's what he's messaging me, like, go to this place or whatever at this time. And I'm like, and it's called like something absolutely absurd. And I'm like, I'm not going I'm not (laughs) going like at 10 p.m. to some haunted house just for your for your content. Like, I apologize, but that's not that's not in my bag.
0: Just play this as the outro. Let's let's go full <laughs> screen with the audio. Come on. Uh, can you I learn plug how one to more thing? Can I plug
3: one okay, more thing? Yes, go ahead. So I was telling you guys uh, before this on Friday, it's the Fourth of July. Hurry. It's the Fourth of July holiday weekend. We're doing a hot dog eating contest, best ball stream with Rob. Another another thing uh, I love uh, chopping it up with Rob and and doing absolutely absurd things. So we're going to eat a hot dog every every pick we make. Uh, on the draft on Friday. So uh, be on the lookout for that on Spike Week.
2: I would Eric. abstain
0: in making my last 17 <laughs> picks. <laughs> Eric <Hegley> already <laughs> said,
3: if I
1: saw Dave in one of the Penny videos, I would have turned it off. Thank you, Eric. Um, <laughs> appreciate all the positive support you give us. Leave a comment. Uh, special thanks to Sosa for putting up with us, and uh, we look forward to seeing him grow along with the show. So uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. here in this podcast, Roadrunners.com. Peace.